What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope everybody's blessed. Hope everybody's staying consistent in the Lord. And uh, I'm still a little congested from COVID, but that's all good. <clears throat> I got an alert. I got a praise report. I just want to thank God, first and foremost, always for just having his grace and his love on me and his grace and his love on my family. Um, We got an apartment, y'all. Your guys' prayers and everything that you guys did too to help out. We we got one. We got a two bedroom, two bath with the washer and the dryer. It's more than we asked for. Uh, we asked God to just try to hook us up with the two bedroom, but mainly just the washer and dryer, you know. And the two the two bath is was a blessing in disguise because we weren't even thinking about all that, you know. But the Lord opened up the door, and we got a two bedroom, two bath. And uh, I just want to say thank you, God. God is good. And uh, as long as you remain faithful to him, he'll never leave your sight and he'll never not be faithful to you. Um, I've been I've been getting better and better every day and I feel great. And the Lord is my shepherd. He he leads me and and I'm part of his flock. You know, I don't, I don't want to become not part of his flock. And that's one thing that we forget is we're supposed to be one. Right. Like all together, we got to be one in the body of Christ. And uh, that's what I want to be. And I've come to the realization that no matter what happens, if it's something of the past, it's of the devil. Because our God forgives us, right? Don't hold on to those things anymore. Repent, Repentance and change. That's it. Once we ask God for repentance and you truly want repentance and you truly want that change in your life, then change it. You see what I'm saying? Don't just repent and expect God to change it. Because the only way he's going to change it is if you want to change it. We can want to change, want to change, want to change. But if we don't change it, if we're not changing the way we're moving and walking, it's not going to change. How are we trusting in the Lord to, how are we trusting in the Lord for that change if he's not letting it take place? You know what I'm saying? So don't worry. It's okay. Whatever worry you have in the back of your mind or whatever stress that you feel like you have, it's the enemy telling you not to trust in the Lord. Because the Lord is good. He's great. He's better than good, you know? All we got to remember to do is trust in Him. As long as we have that trust, then we'll be blessed. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys. You know, um, remember that repentance and change is how whatever you're struggling with goes away. And I promise you it will. <clears throat> Sipping on some coffee right now. Praise God. Thank the Lord Jesus for coffee. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's exciting. The Lord blessed us with a, an apartment. I'm great. I'm grateful for him because without him, I wouldn't have anything, you know. I was reading this passage today in 2 Timothy. And, uh, you know, I always knew that Timothy was a follower of Paul. And Paul would write to the different cities. And sometimes um, it said, like, Paul, Silas, and Timothy... And then it'll say, like, to the brothers of the Philippians or, you know what I'm saying? Something like that, right? And uh, I always wanted to figure out how good. I, I want to do more research on how good of a man Timothy was. Because for him to to be a servant, you know, under Paul for our Lord Jesus Christ, he had to have, you know, gone through a lot. Because Paul went through a lot, too, you know. And I know that he stayed in a couple cities to preach and to make sure that no false witnesses would would rise up against the the truth right against the good news 
But I was reading um, 2 Timothy, and it's a letter that Paul writes to Timothy. And uh, I just want to read this for you guys. So it's 2 Timothy 2, 11 through 13. He says, this is what Paul writes. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot disown himself. Isn't that crazy? So like, you know, if we love God and we die for him, then he, he'll live for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we will, we will live with him. So like, if we die because of how much we love him, if we get persecuted and, you know, things like that happen to us, that's for God's grace and love and his mercy on us, right? And we do that because we love him so much. You know, if we go through persecutions and we go through, you know, judgment because of how much we love God, then, man, it says that we're going to live with him, meaning we're going to go to heaven, you know? It says if we endure, we will also reign with him. So it means if we go through those hardships and we stick it out and we stick out loving God and we stick out preaching the gospel and we stick out, you know, serving God every day, choosing to pick up our cross, then we will reign with him in heaven. We will be a part of his body. You know, we'll be part of the body of Christ. We'll become co-heirs of the kingdom of heaven, right? And to, if we disown him, he will also disown us. Like, just like it says in the Bible, if you deny me here on earth, then I will deny you when we go up to meet my father. And that's something scary because it's like, man, if, you know, if you deny him, how can, how can you, like, come back for that? Like, you know, people change, of course, and we just have to not worry about it though because you know peter denied him three times but god restored his his love and peter told him he's like god you know i love you and he said i forgive you but it was all part of his plan right now i'm not saying you should deny him because that's part of god's plan because any time to boast in the lord is a beautiful time we should never not boast in ourselves but boast in the works of the lord you know, boasting what the Lord has done for us or boasting what the Lord continues to do for us or done for those that we know. That's what it's about. If we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself, right? So this apartment thing, it's crazy because the day before we got accepted, so we got accepted yesterday, right? And the day before that was Saturday, no, it was Sunday. And I was like, yo, man, there's like, I was talking to my lady, we were at the store and I was like, there's just no way, like, there's no way we're going to be able to get into a too bad like a two-bedroom i was asking i was like do you think we could do it because i just I, I feel like i lost faith a little bit and I, I gave i gave up some hope right and i was just ready to settle down for a one bedroom and the way that god works is so awesome i was like i don't know like i was just telling her like I, i'm losing a little bit of faith but i love i love god so much and i don't want to lose my faith but it just feels like everything that we look at or everywhere we turn it's just not it's not opening up the door's not there I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be not faithful, but I feel like I'm becoming like less faithful. And she was just telling me like, you can't tell me to have faith when you're losing faith. And you can't tell me to carry faith if I'm not having faith with her. And I was like, yeah, I kind of just took what she said and I listened and I didn't really say anything. Or if I said something, I don't really remember. But then the next day she went in at one. So we went to go toward this one bedroom apartment well the, the only model that they had to show was a two-bedroom and we walked and we toured and during like the little tour 
I opened up my mouth and I was like, well, how much does a two bedroom cost? Like, what's the price difference between the one bedroom and the two bedroom? And uh, I was like, the cheapest one. So like the unrenovated unit, how much would the unrenovated unit be? And then they said it would be like 1300 or something like that. Right. And they want like two and a half times the rent. So it came out to basically we having to make 3400 to make it right. And then um, we're like, yeah, that's that's over what we can afford. That's over the two and a half limit. And they're like, well, if you're within a hundred dollars, we within a couple hundred dollars, then we can work with you guys. And I was like, what? So I told her, and then we basically we toured the two bedroom. We went back. Um, by God's grace and mercy, we didn't have to pay an extra application fee, so we only had to do one. And. Uh, we did it, we submitted it, and we were talking, and they said, yeah, we can work with you guys for a two-bedroom, two-bath, it's just unrenovated, and we're like, as long as it still comes with the washer and a dryer, and they're like, yeah, it does, it comes with the washer and a dryer, and they're the full-size washer and dryers too, and I was like, bet, like, I was like, yep, I looked at my lady, I was like, you want to do this? She's like, yeah, she's like, we should do it, and I was like, okay, so we did it, and then, you know, that like anxiety of us waiting we thought we were gonna get approved day of but it took a little longer and we got approved this morning and you know even through god's faithfulness right even through him showing us that faithfulness i was still worried and then uh i woke up this morning and i was like man like i, I still we didn't get nothing right and i was like man what am i so worried about i was like my god always comes through i finally had that talk with myself like yo like wake up bro like like, you want change, change. You feel me? Like, if you want to be different, then be different. It's okay. It's okay to not worry about it. And it's not that you're not, it's not that you don't care, but it's like you kind of just don't care because the Lord's taking care of it. Once you do what you're supposed to do, let Him do what He's supposed to do. And as soon as I, like, as soon as I felt that way, a couple hours within the day, I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, we got the email saying that we got in, how much it's going to cost to move in. All the fees that the rest of the fees that we had to pay, bring the SRP number, like all that stuff, right? And and we, I was just like, man, God is so good. I was like, all I had to do was stop worrying and just have faith. But that's what we forget sometimes. We get caught up in what the devil tells us, right? And see, we don't think it's the devil because we just think we're having personal worries, but it's not, right? Because having faith is having faith, and worrying is worrying. So whether the like the worry doesn't come from wisdom, right? The worry comes from Satan. Because when we worry about something important, then it's no longer just like us thinking about it. It's no longer worrying. It becomes discernment, right? And the Lord blesses us with that discernment, you know? Like if you have a bad feeling and you're worrying about somebody, just out of the blue, that's God discerning you to tell them to, you know, give them a call or let them know that God loves them or check up on them but when we're constantly thinking about it on our own or we're thinking about you know that person who's sick on our own after we prayed and we said that we're giving it to god but then we're still thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it that starts to eat us up and that eats away at our faith right that starts to eat away at us becoming worry like worrisome and there's no need for that there's no need to live in what satan tells us is okay right or what our minds tell us to okay because we are of the flesh right and no longer are we sinners because we're saints saved by grace and that's what i I was listening to this message today and he said man everybody has a built-in excuse saying like 
I'm a sinner saved by grace. That gives them an opportunity to be still be a sinner saved by grace, right? But no longer are we sinners saved by grace, but we are saints saved by grace. Because no longer do we have to sin. He said, he said, um, it was a different message. He was like, um, he's like, people ask me all the time, you can go years without sinning. And he said, of course you can go years without sinning. He's like, he's like, he made a joke and he was like, he's like, how many of you guys can sin without sin? How many of you cannot sin within like five minutes? And then everybody started laughing. He's like, no, or nobody said anything. And then he's like, he's like, uh, maybe one minute. And then like everybody started laughing or whatever. Like they realized he was joking, but it's serious. It's like, we think that it's impossible to live without sin in our life. And it's like, no, that's what God came and did for us. Right. He came to give us the opportunity to be blameless like Jesus. Like we're not perfect because of what we did beforehand and who we were, but we can be perfect now. We can live every day blameless. And if you make a mistake, it's just a mistake because you're living blameless. Right. But don't a mistake is something that happens once and is over. It's it's that repentance and change. Right. And if we don't have that repentance and change, then it's no longer a mistake, but it's a willingness to sin. We are saints saved by grace. No longer are we sinners saved by grace, but we are saints saved by grace. And that was from uh, Dr. Stanley or Dr. Charles Stanley. A uh, very good guy I started listening to. Man, uh, I heard his I heard his first message and it made me cry because cause God, God really opens up the door for me, you know. And uh, I know that there's a, a, a spiritual battle that goes on within me and a spiritual battle that I have within myself. And it brings me sadness. It truly does. And I don't have no shame in uh, crying for the Lord. Because even even Paul, he said that I cry and mourn for everybody and I don't have any shame when I do it, when I preach the gospel, because I love I love everybody who I'm preaching to. I love everybody that I talk to because that I have that love. God put that love in my heart and he puts that love in my heart, too, that I don't I'm not scared anymore. And Yeah, I cry. So what, man? Who cares? Like, I just love God so much that I don't want anybody to go to hell. You know, I don't want anybody to not be in touch with the Lord and. It's, it's a sad thing because it's like, man, like, put your pride aside, bro, and, like, put your pride aside and, and, and figure out who who really matters here. Is it us or is it the Lord? Because if it ain't the Lord, then we ain't doing something right. If it ain't the Lord, then it ain't something that we need to be holding on to because there ain't no point in having pride and there ain't no point in boasting in, in childish things. It says the Bible right here in 2 Timothy 2.22, it says, flee the evil desires of the youth and pursue, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. It says, flee from the youth, flee from your youth. What were you doing when you were youthful? You were being a sinner. You were lusting. You were thinking about girls. You were thinking about money. You were thinking about drugs. You were thinking about whatever you were thinking about that was pulling you away from God. It says flee from the youth. No longer do you have to be that guy who walks and stares at everybody and checks everybody out. No longer do you have to be that guy who wants to talk to a bunch of different girls. Or no longer do you have to be that guy that wants to smoke weed every day. Or the guy that wants to drink every day. Or the guy that just doesn't want to be honest. The guy that tells little white lies. You don't have to be that guy anymore. There's no use of being the kid getting caught with the... And getting. There's no use of being the kid with their hand caught in the cookie jar saying that it wasn't you. Right? Because that was me when I was a kid. I remember I got into some pudding, some chocolate pudding. 
my mom was like, yo, did you eat that pudding? I was like, I don't know, four, three, five, something like that. Mom was like, did you eat the pudding? And I looked at her and I was like, no, I didn't eat no pudding. When I'm right there sitting in the fridge, I got chocolate all over my face. Come on, man. Like, don't be that guy no more. We don't got to be those. We don't got to be the people we were in our youth. No longer do we have to be those people because now we get to live in righteousness, love, peace, and faith. Now we get to carry those things every single day of our life. And and yeah, it's not impossible to not sin every day. It's it. We can go years without sinning. And that's what's possible. And because we're saints saved by grace, no longer sinners, but we are saints saved by grace because we are the Lord's people. And that's what we got to remember is we are one with the Lord. No longer do we have to be those sinners. No longer do we have to carry that 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 feeling of like, man, nobody can do that or, or nobody acts that way or nobody does that. Or even Christians, they sin. Yeah, but that's because they're, they think that they have to sin. They think that they're not going to be perfect. But if you know in God's grace and his love and his mercy that you can be perfect and obtain perfection, then you will. If you become blameless through Christ, then you boast and you boast about him. And you put him first in your life. If you wake up every day and you're like, Lord, be with me today. Let your will be done, not my will. Turn me away from the enemy. Keep me on the straight path and allow me to follow you in every single way. Then you will, my friend. You will. It's okay. Not to worry or to struggle, but it's okay to follow Christ. It's okay to not think about anything other than Jesus. It's okay to live blameless lives. It's okay to obtain perfection. Because that's what God has called us to do is obtain obtain perfection through his righteousness, his love, his peace and his mercy on us. No longer are we sinners saved by grace, but we are saints saved by grace and we have to carry those things. Don't have built in excuses for yourself or built in excuses for those you talk to because that's going to, you know, that's going to confuse them, too. That's going to like trip them up and be like, yo, I thought people like. I thought you I thought people were just not that way, you know, like I thought people were were smarter than that or i thought people were better than that or i thought you know like you know like don't think about you know you know if i sin i mess up it's okay no it's not okay every sin is bad and if you think it's okay to mess up then you're gonna keep messing up it's not okay to mess up you need to be perfect we need to be blameless all of us including myself i'm not perfect but i'm blameless every day and every day I'm getting better at it. Every day I'm not sinning. Every day I'm not, you know, doing the things that I used to do even before, even weeks, a couple weeks ago, you know, even things like that. I'm not doing that stuff no more. And I know that God is changing my heart and changing my ways. And I know that the love that I have is no longer bitterness. And I know that the forgiveness that I needed to forgive is forgiven. And I know that the peace that I needed to have within myself and within Christ, I, I have. And I know that the righteousness that I want and I can carry and the, the cross that I can pick up, I have those things now. And it's only through God's grace, His love, and His mercy that I am a saint saved by grace. I am a saint saved by mercy. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're all saints saved by grace. So carry those things with you. Carry, ask God to fill you up with the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to love you and ask Him to, you know, keep you safe in every which way possible. Ask Him to just do everything He can for you. And He will. Let His will be done in your life. And don't carry out your own understanding or carry out your own will. But allow Him to be the main purpose, the main priority. And He will let all those things be done according to His will. As long as we have his will in our life, then the will will be done. And that's because he loves us. If we are obedient and not rebellious, if he tells us to do something and we do it, then we're living in good faith. No longer do we have to feel like we cannot be blameless. No longer do we feel like we can't be perfect because we can be. 
God has called us to be perfect people in Christ. That's what he's called us to do, and that's who we should become. That's who we should strive to be like every single day. They tell us to strive like Christ. Well, what was Christ? Christ was perfection. He was perfection to the T, and that's what we could be. We have to strive to be perfect every day. Don't allow yourself to think that mess-ups are okay. Don't allow yourself to think that mistakes ha mistakes happen because they don't, and they don't have to happen. You know what I'm saying? Don't criticize yourself and put yourself into condemnation because that's not what the Lord wants you to do. The Lord wants you to understand the difference between condemnation and conviction. Conviction is when you need to cry out to Christ and ask Him to forgive you. And when you need to cry out to Christ and let Him know, like, hey, like, I'm sorry, God, and whatever you need me to do to heal this and fix this, I will do it. Right? Cry out to Christ and no longer feel that condemnation. That condemnation. Condemnations of the brain. Of the brain condemnations of the head. But conviction comes from the heart because the Lord loves you and the Lord cares about you. And you got to turn every crisis into an opportunity. Every crisis that we have or everything that you go through, learn from it and use it to reach souls. Learn from it and use it to reach the people in your in your community, reach the people in your neighborhood, you know. And I got to get better at doing that, too. You know, I got to I got to feel the love. I got to feel the Lord's love with the community that I live in. In every community that I come about, any opportunity I get, I should preach. And you know it's hard because the Lord needs to equip us and he will tell us when we're ready. But it's like we got to lean on that understanding. We got to let him show it to us and, and listen to him because sometimes we may just be going about our day. And then he says something. It's like, no, nah, that's just my head. But no, that's the Lord calling on you to do something or do that, that thing that he's calling you to do. Because it's crazy how we can listen to our head about doing sin. But when it has something to do with God, we think it's, you know, we think it's not good. Why does, why does, why do we think that everything that pops into our head that is good for us is from the devil? You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I think God would rather have me like Go to sleep right now instead of reading the word. You know what I'm saying? Because he knows I'm tired. He knows I'm not going to understand it. Don't have those built-in excuses to do wrong. Don't have excuses to fall short. Don't have excuses to not listen to the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what causes sin. That's what causes us to trip and fall. That's what causes us to do every single thing that that's holding us back. You know what I mean? God loves us and he continues to love us day in and day out. So don't let your love and don't let your flame die out. The Bible tells us to fan our flame. And that's what we have to do every day is fan our flame. To keep that flame lit and burning as high as we can. And, you know, obtain perfection. Obtain blamelessness. Obtain the ability to be that faith, that good and faithful servant. You may enter the kingdom of heaven. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Um, I love you guys, man. And uh, this is going to be a short one, a quick one. Um, I might drop some just like, I might drop some like this. Just to, you know, keep you guys updated. We'll call them like, I don't know, mini studies or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I love you guys, man. And I just wanted to sit, like talk to you guys for a little bit. And I think uh, even though it's a short one, it's a good one. It's a small one. And it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier getting a couple more of these out and some long ones at the same time. So. Yeah, uh, I love you guys, man, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you guys for everything. All glory to God. He is my everything. He will continue to be my everything. He's my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, 
Remember that you can obtain perfection and obtain blamelessness, but all you have to do is want to obtain it and want to change. You know what I'm saying? But I love you guys, man. Um, you guys stay faithful, stay consistent, and love God with all your heart. I know you're tired of me, but I ain't tired of you. Peace. God loves you.